The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, new friends. I'm Jackie Schimmel, philanthropist, motivational speaker, glowing wife, animal rights activist, and a shoulder to cry on. Not really. I'm a crazy bitch, but a hoot and a half. If you haven't listened to my podcast, The Bitch Bible, brace yourself, pour yourself a stiff drink, and get ready to laugh your ass off or cry. Make sure you subscribe yourself to the Bitch Bible podcast right now. You're going to effing love it. Hi, everyone. I'm Haley Hubbard, mom to three kids and wife to a touring artist. And I'm Jessica Diamond, a registered dietitian nutritionist with a master's in public health. And this is Meaningful Living. Every week, we're breaking down the overwhelming amount of parenting, nutrition, and lifestyle information into credible knowledge and simple tools. The Cliff Notes Guide to Feeling Confident in Your Everyday Choices. It takes a village. We're so excited to share ours with you. Okay. Hey, Jess. Hey, Haley. How's it going? Fantastic. I'm so excited for this episode. Me too. Me too. I'm excited because I've never done something like this before. Today, we're going to do some rapid fire questions to actually get to know each other more because I feel like these are just little questions that I might not know about you. And then let our audience get to know us a little bit more. It's going to be really fun. I'm just, I think we're going to share some good stories and experiences and laugh a lot. And I'm just really excited about it. Me too. So how does this work? What do we have? How do we do do this? (laughs) So we'll each ask each other each question. So if I ask you a question, you'll answer and then I'll answer because I feel like we're going to both want to answer each question. Okay. Okay. Sound good? Cool. All right. Let's have fun. Let's do it. Yes. Okay. Should we just share how we met? Yeah. I don't think... Have we talked about this on the podcast yet? I don't know if we have. Let's share how we met and, and why we started Meaningful Living. Okay. You want to take it? You want to answer first or me? You go first. Okay. So Haley and I met a couple years ago. I'll never forget. It was actually right after Liv took her first couple steps. Oh my gosh, it was. It was. I'll never forget because Bryce is just a little bit behind Liv. And so I remember walking in and Liv was there and it was just like, it was just, I was seeing my future and live. And it was just so cute. But we met when you were in LA and you were pregnant with Luca. I always had to think which pregnancy it was for a second. (laughs) I know. And run together. Really? It was a complete instant connection. There is nothing, there's no other way to describe it. I mean, I left after meeting you guys. I was like, Haley and I are going to do something together. You are just the best human being. And you, you remind me so much of my sister, who's my best friend. You, I mean, you have the same name as her, but you are a person that has the truest heart and are just, you always want to do good. Like everything in your mission is about how can I help other people? How can I make an impact? How can I use my platform for good? And I remember leaving the first day we met and I was just like, okay, this is my new best friend and we are going to do something together. <sighs> Well, thanks, Jess. You just going to make me cry over here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, thank you for saying that truly. And I feel like that's exactly the the feeling I had towards you too. There's no agenda with you. It's like, no, you just want to help people. And, And I think that was one of our initial connections. Like, how do we share knowledge with the world? And how do we, how do we help people? Mm-hmm. Um, I, because you're helping me so much and and learning so much, and 
I was like, everybody needs to hear this. Everyone needs to know this. So I'm grateful that we met and connected. Totally. And what I think a lot of people don't know is that we went back and forth for so long of what to do together. Like we always knew it would be in the parenting and nutrition space, but Mm -hmm. what really drove, uh, and I guess I'm getting off the hot topic questions, but it's just like what really drove Meaningful Living was just, we always came back to the fact of knowledge is power. Like there isn't an easy way to get information broken down that's credible and that you trust. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we went back and forth, like, what, which, what should we do and what nutrition things should we do? And it always came back to we just need to give people the information that they need so that they can be the best version of themselves. And, mm-hmm. and it's the best. It is. You know, I, I remember we even started going, okay, do we create a baby food? Do we create, like, what is it that we create? And then we're like, wait a second, we just need to share knowledge. So, <laughs> I can't believe we're here. It's really cool that we're we're actually doing this and it, it's fun to watch it come to fruition. And I think as moms, we both realized the need for it. You know, you had the knowledge base, Jess, but I didn't. I jumped into this and I'm just learning as I'm going. And I'm like, how do people do this? I don't, I have the stack of books I talk about all the time right next to me and they're all half read or quarter read. And I get to a point and I'm like, I don't have time to read this anymore. I just need the cliff notes. I need someone to give me the cliff notes, which is what you did. And it's what Katie's done for me. And and so I think that's a huge part of it. And then in addition to that, I forget every, every time we have a kid, I forget what the routine is. Okay. They're six months old. What happens now? Okay. They're a year old. Do I get rid of their bottle now? Like right now, Atlas is seven months and we just took a bottle out. But I'm like, I had to ask you even third time around. I'm like, okay, Jess and Katie, like, what do I do? He's kind of not really finishing his bottles. Which bottle do I pull out? Do I pull out the afternoon one, the the lunchtime one? I have no idea. So yeah, I, I mean, and you need it and you need it right then, right? Like we shouldn't retain this information. There's so many moving parts. Like every time a kid grows up another month when they're a baby. And then as they become the twos are different than the threes. And you're so in it that you don't remember any of that stuff. And so, yeah, that was meaningful living. I mean, that is, that's where it came from. We do have to share. I just feel like it just has to be said because clearly we launched this during the craziest year. Mm-hmm. And that's true. And it actually happened organically. I mean, I still, I just want to talk about that story for a second. I'll never forget the day. So first of all, last year I was, it was the craziest year for me. So I was undergoing cancer treatment. I was diagnosed with cancer before COVID hit. I was undergoing treatment. So I am like, let me just preface this. I am bald. I have no hair. I'm undergoing chemo. I, you know, I always knew from the second I was diagnosed that I was going to be completely fine. But like the people around me, when you see someone like that, you might not know that. And you called me and I was looking this way and you were like, okay, Jess, we got to write a book and we got to do something together. And I remember this moment being like, I can't believe this is just who Haley is. I'm going through this hard time my future is completely uncertain, right? Like I don't look like myself and she's choosing me to do this right now. And I think that story of that Genesis, it gave me 
what meaningful living has allowed for me is for me to always focus on the future and give back in a time in my life when last year was hard for everyone. Last year for me was just, mm-hmm. it was a totally different ball game. It still is. And it allowed me to tap into like what my passion has been for my entire life. And I could actually put it to work and just focus on my future. And it's, I can help everyone else believe you've got this now and I can give back. But I think that story just needs to be said because you chose a bald person who just looked like an alien who was going through chemo treatments and said, that's who I want my partner to be. Oh, wow. I mean, Jess, first of all, let's talk about the fact that I'm so glad you shared this and and what you went through last year. I mean, obviously, like you said, everyone had a hard year. But on top of that, you went through chemo and you fought cancer and you won. And you just inspired me so much through your positivity through it all. Everybody that I talked to, all your friends in LA and all of our mutual friends, and they're like, Jess is literally the most positive person I know. I'm like, I know. I have never heard her say a negative anything, not even remotely. And there's always this great intention. And and I think that, I mean, your true belief of you've got this, you had it. You knew you had it. You got through it. And it was so powerful to watch. But also like, I didn't see you any differently. I just saw you as Jess. And I'm like, we just, we've got downtime right now. We got to do this. <laughs> the fact... <laughs> The fact that you took this on while you were going through moments of, I mean, you couldn't see Bryce for a couple of weeks. I mean, it was like this routine where I, I think you could see him for a week, right? And then off two weeks and on a week off two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I don't know how you did it. I really don't. So I, I'd like for you to to speak on that on an episode one day because you inspire me. Well, we'll talk about it all. I mean, that's that's the nicest. I don't know how else to describe it, except for the second I was diagnosed, I knew I was going to just be fine. And it wasn't until like, I, I think it's harder for other people to hear about the situation because they'd be like, wait, this is really scary. This is the healthiest person I know. This is the person that helps me. And, you know, she's struggling. If this can happen to her, it can happen to anyone. And I think that, the reason I don't talk about it a lot is because of that. I never want to make people fearful. But what I do want everyone to know is no matter what you're going through, it could be the biggest thing or the smallest thing. Knowing you've got it is just the most powerful thing. No matter what you're doing, you will get through it and you'll come to the end. So yeah, let's have a podcast on that. We can keep this light, but but we should definitely talk about that. Thank you for sharing that. And sometimes I was just like, does Haley know what I look like on the other side? Like, does she remember? <laughs> of course. It's so crazy because we literally had breakfast in LA right before all this happened. And then I, I went to Africa and came, or no, I, I don't know where we went. We went somewhere and I came back and I mean, we heard the news and it was just uh, heartbreaking. Like the fact that you were going through that. Did you ever have a moment where you were like, God, why, why me? Like, I'm really healthy. What, what's going on here? I, for sure, I had a moment, not necessarily like, why me? But more of this moment of like, whoa, this is my life. I can't actually believe this is happening. Like I am the person that avoids every possible carcinogen you could ever have. And I still got cancer. Like what is going on? But it was more so looking at Josh and Bryce and my family. That was really hard because it was just, there's no option. I got to be there for them. 
And I, I know it's, it's like that, that is what my own reality in my head stayed totally positive, resilient. And when I didn't, when I had a moment that I didn't feel that way, and I want everyone to, to listen to this, because I think this is like the magic potion, which is whenever I had a moment where I was just like, I can't believe this is happening. I can't see my son growing for two weeks at a time. Like I can't even see him. I'd get into a shower and I'd cry. I'd go into the shower. I'd let all the tears and the emotion out. I'd get out of the shower and I would almost put like the the symbol for my entire journey was I put boxing gloves on the day I was diagnosed. And I would just think about those boxing gloves every single day. And so I'd get in the shower. I'd feel the feeling. I'd let it come out. I'd get out of the shower and just be like, okay, my boxing gloves are back on and I've got this. Wow. So. That is so awesome. I need to do the, the cry sesh. The cry sessions. I mean, honestly, we need to feel the feelings, but I think what happens is sometimes it's not in a place like we don't give ourselves permission and then it just comes out in these weird places. And so, I mean, there were weeks I couldn't like shower. So a shower became like showers will forever be something I'm grateful for, but I would just get in. I'd cry for five minutes, let the tears run in the shower, get out. And then you just feel like a new person. Yeah. So yeah. You let yourself feel it. I love that. You let yourself feel it, but then you move on. You have like a defined place. Mm-hmm. So good. All right. Let's well, get into let's get into some lighthearted stuff. Okay. <laughs> I always want to do activities that stimulate Bryce's brain development, but truly between the planning out, ordering all the supplies, and then the cleanup, it's just so hard for me to be consistent and do it as much as I intend or want to. That's until we discovered KiwiCo this past year. And honestly, don't know what we would have done without it or how I didn't know about it sooner. KiwiCo is a company that sends fun and stimulating art and science projects that are all laid out for you straight to your door. All the projects are foolproof to execute. They're perfectly laid out, so adorable, so fun and easy to do. My favorite part is they're designed to stimulate brain development. So I know Bryce is learning in the way he should be. I could easily do a KiwiCo activity with Bryce every day. That's how easy and seamless it is. And we look forward to each crate we get delivered. Liv and I just did the rainbow activity. It was so sweet and fun. I loved getting to teach her how rainbows are made and learn a little myself. We loved all the activities included from the colorful squares to the stuff and fluff cloud pillow. And at our house, we always gravitate towards those sensory activities like KiwiCo. And since our kids aren't in school yet, we love getting to use those fun learning activities like this to get them in a routine where it feels like they're learning something new each day. Everything's shipped right to your door and there's no commitment. So you can pause or cancel at any time, which is something I always look for when I'm subscribing to a product but can almost guarantee you won't ever want to cancel this one. KiwiCo does the work for you so you can spend meaningful moments with your kids, which is what we want for ourselves and our listeners. KiwiCo has officially become a gift of choice for all of our friends. It's perfect for toddlers and older kids. Each activity is cuter than the next and the educational aspect of them couldn't be better. So every time I give a gift, I want it to be helpful for the parent and child. And that's exactly what KiwiCo is. With KiwiCo, there's something for every kid or kid at heart every month. Get 30% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code living at kiwico.com. That's 30% off your first month at kiwico.com, promo code living. I've got one for you. What's your most dreaded parenting chore? Dreaded parenting chore. Chore in general or parenting chore? Parenting. Probably just changing Luca's poopy diaper in the morning. Every morning, our kids have really bad poop. When she was little, they were so bad. So 
so bad. So bad. But I mean, so they wake up every morning with poop, which is like a really good, I mean, the medical side of me is like, that's fantastic because they have just oh, such it? great, <laughs> they've got such great GI tracts. <laughs> but it's a nice surprise to walk into every morning. I'm like, can you just wait a little bit? Just a little bit. Just so a I little. Don't have to wake up to that. That's so funny. I what would, about you? I would say mine is dishes. I just feel, I think it's just, I never dreaded them until the past year because I've just never done more dishes in my life. And it's like Bryce's dish because you do it like right after, because right when you're done with lunch, you know, snack time so soon. And so you're, I just feel like constantly through, but that's something fun about me or weird about me too. I actually don't mind changing diapers. It's like the one parenting task I don't mind doing. I don't know why. I just don't mind it. Well, that's nice. So I'll change, I'll change your kid's diaper in the morning. You can come change our diapers. (laughs) Or not mine. The um, I, I agree with you on the dishes. That's my work. That's my least favorite chore, I should say. Yeah, dishes. Yeah, I think I, if whoever let us know if you like dishes after this year because that is a special person. Yes. Um, what's your funniest parenting fail? Oh, good question. So I like that question. I don't like the question. I don't really see things a lot as failures. I think that's just like my, you've got this type thing that I think part of parenting is that there's going to be roadblocks and that's actually like the learning part. So I look at failures as positives, but that's a sidetrack. I would say the other day, about two weeks ago, Bryce woke up from his nap and in his nap, he's saying, mommy, change my diaper. Mommy, change my diaper. Mommy, change my diaper. And I was just like, oh, he is just trying to get me to come in for nap time. We're going to wait till his light comes off and I'm not coming in. Well, I opened the door after nap time and his PJs are off. His sleep sack is off. His diaper is off and there is poop all around his bed, legitimately <gasps> all around his bed. And he's sitting there and he did, he's like, mommy, I had a poopy diaper and I felt it on my sleep sack. And so I tried to change my diaper. And so that was... Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that counts. That counts. What's yours? Mine was actually last week too. It was Tyler and I went to go get our nails done with Kaylee and Russell And we brought Olivia. She was so excited. That's her favorite thing to do. And we did a last minute, hey, let's just go to dinner afterwards. We're like, we're feeling very spontaneous. Let's go to dinner. (laughs) And I was like, I'm just going to bring Liv home so that she can just be home. We can have an adult dinner, stay as late as we want. Well, she didn't know, but Tyler and Russell and Kales were talking and they were like, well, just bring her. Let's Let's just bring her. And I was like, oh yeah, we could totally bring her. But she heard, I have to go home. And she just started bawling, crying, throwing a fit. Like, I don't want to go home. Please don't. And I was like, okay. She didn't know what we had already changed our mind. And we didn't communicate that. (laughs) We just said, actually, yeah, you can come. We changed our mind. Well, she thought she could come because she cried. Uh... So now, every single time we try and leave the house, even if it's the other day, we had a meeting with a school. We Anytime we leave, she screams because she knows it works. She thinks that we are going to give in to her when she cries and either bring her with. She's like, I want to go with you. And I'm like, oh gosh, what did we do? Isn't it crazy though, how fast that can happen? Like it was not your intention whatsoever and it just happens. No, I should have waited until she was done crying, calmed her down, said, hey, daddy and I changed our minds. We'd actually, I think it's really going to work out that you come to dinner but it's not because you're crying. <laughs> like, really make that clear. 
I mean, all I, all I can tell you is the advice part of me wants to say that with consistency in a couple of weeks, she'll break it, you know? And, but it's like, it's just requires that consistency and just, oh God, I feel you on that one. Yeah. I feel you. All then right. There. Yeah. What's your favorite parenting hack? Um, my favorite parenting hack. This is hard. Why is this hard? I think just prepping food, whether it's overnight oats or oat bites, just having things, having snacks ready. I think that's the best because in the mornings you can get up and just be like, all right, throw a spoonful of overnight oats, throw a spoonful of chia. There you go. There's your breakfast. Well, that answer makes me so happy. I mean, that's my dream is is prepping. That's like what I preach so much. So I love that. I love that. My answer is just not nutrition related and it probably should be. What's my favorite parenting hack is the hatch light. If we haven't talked about it before, the hatch light for anyone that doesn't know, it's this light that is a sound machine and it can change color. And so what you can do is you can actually teach your kid to stay in bed until the light goes off. So you start it in the crib so you can teach them when they're ready to go to a big kid bed. Um, it just is shows them what time they get out. So the hatch light, I could not live without. I know. I'm, I'm with you on that one too. It's, I mean, genius. Hatch, we love you. This, it's an amazing product. Mm-hmm. On the same token, I guess the other one that we've talked about before, but I would say mommy Bryce time, just giving those 10 minutes of time, their kid's behavior is so much better. That's probably one of my favorite parenting hacks. Okay. If you could teach your kid one thing, what would it be? Mm, Simple. Resilience. I think that when we are resilient, we can get through anything. Obviously, like I talked about this past year, but what I would want Bryce to always grow up knowing is that no matter what's thrown his way, he's got it. Mm -hmm. Awesome. What's yours? And very fitting. One thing I could teach my kids, I would say just that they're loved and that they're heard and they're seen. If I can just relay that in my actions and how I parent. I think that would be great. You do that already. And I love that answer. Thank you. I think that's like, that's the perfect life mission. I think that you also, one of your major things is that your kids have just such strong faith. Yeah. Yes. Right. Like that, that's their guiding light. Yeah, for sure. And I always look up to you about that. I love that. Oh, thank you. Thanks for adding that for me. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime. What's the most difficult part of being a parent for you? Oh, this one right now is easy for me because it's just hard making time for each kid. Not making time for each kid. It's just right now, our kids' needs are different. Olivia is a lot easier and we can have fun and bring her to get her nails done. And Atlas is needs me to be here for feeding or, or whatever. He just needs different things. And then Luca is just super active and you have to follow him around all the time. So he's the more difficult one at this age. And so I think it's just trying to make time for all of them in different ways. Because I can't... If I'm going to go somewhere, I'm going to bring Olivia. I'm not going to bring Luca. And so I think right now, Luca kind of gets the short end of the stick. And and that's hard for me. And I can see it sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I can tell that he he needs that one-on-one time. Yeah. I mean, and balancing three kids. I mean, that is... You just, you deserve a trophy every day. But I, I love that you like, you think about that. You know, and now I think it's hard. I think it's probably going to get even more difficult when they're in sports and different schools or yeah. different lives. Yeah. So that's a good answer. 
I would say my answer, this might be a tearjerker, but my answer is that I feel like since I was a, since I was born, I was just one of those people that like loves to parent. And I think the hardest thing for me is that it may be my last child. And so watching Bryce grow, it's, I think that's the hardest thing for me where I just think this might be my last stage of this. This might be my, this just might be the end. But on the positive note is that with Meaningful Living, it gives me this feeling like I can help parent a lot of other kids and give back. And so when I'm feeling that way, that's where I go to and I put my energy into. But yes, watching them grow, I think is hard. Mm-hmm. Wait, look at you. See, see, look how positive you are. You just, oh, you're amazing. No, but that's, but I think everyone, <laughs> I think everyone at some point feels that is like we, we are, we rush, you know, stages are rushed. They grow up. Time is a thief and they just are all of a sudden you look over and you have like a grown kid. I look at Liv. Yeah. I'm like, how is she a kid? Like Bryce and is a kid. I can totally relate. I mean, I feel that feeling that you feel because I feel that even with our third kid, Atlas. I'm like, wait, is this really our last? Should Mm -hmm. we have another? And I'm like, no, I cannot be pregnant again. I can't do it for my body and my other kids. I want to be there for my other kids, which is really why I don't want to. Yeah. No, I think every parent, I think every parent feels that. Oh, I like this question. What makes you feel confident? Oh, you know, working out, doing something active. I shouldn't call it working out. I should just say movement and, and going to do something for myself. Because I felt that after our workout the other day with Katie. And I was like, wow, I haven't felt this in so long. Probably because I haven't had a good sweat and like a good workout. But after I had a good sweat, it made me realize how much I need that in my daily life. And I just felt good. I was like, I can't wait to get home and do a podcast. I can't wait to get home and just crush life. And I can't wait to get home and parent. And I just felt like I was on top of the world because <laughs> I had got my workout done. And I love that you called it movement. That's fantastic. That's, yeah. that's fantastic. I agree with that. I'd also say like, it's actually the superficial things that make me feel confident. There is something about putting yourself together, like doing my hair, having the time to put some makeup on and just doing something simple for that. Yeah. I think being on the flip side last year, having a hard year where like I didn't have hair, I, I didn't have eyelashes, like I didn't have any of that stuff. I think it highlighted, okay, when I put my wig on or when I'm thinking about these things that I don't feel myself, like I don't feel put together, I just don't feel as confident. So I really think it's the superficial things that make me feel confident. Wow, what a good answer. That's so true. The days that I get up and just go brush my teeth first thing, go just put a little makeup on, a little foundation, throw on some clothes and at least brush my hair. I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm ready for the day. But the days that I just don't do that before the kids are up, I'm a mess. I'm just like more frantic. I'm just like, you know, yeah. I think that's a great, honest answer. I love it. I agree with it. Okay, (laughs) cool. So this is a question for you, Haley. Your life is is gorgeous, right? Your Instagram looks great, but you're also so into transparency. You're one of the most honest people that I've ever met and you use your platform for honesty. What what does it mean to you? Like, where does that come from? And just tell me about it. Mm, that's a good question. Transparency is really important to me and it's become more important to me just as I've seen the impact of social media negatively and positively, especially in young kids. And I think it was probably a couple of years ago, I just, I remembered how I was as a young girl looking up to other women. And I just, I always admired the women that were transparent and how real things were. 
And now I just feel like it's more important than ever because we see perfection. We see the face-tuned or photoshopped pictures and and people think it's our everyday life because it's on Instagram. And so I want to show people the real authentic messy stuff. And and yeah, some of it still looks glamorous if we're traveling, but I think that's why I want to show the opposite, the messy stuff and that I have varicose veins and that I had implants and got them removed. And And that Atlas was a surprise. Atlas was a surprise. Um, (laughs) I mean, I could go on. I'd love like that. It's That's fantastic. And I think that's so important. And I think it's a good reminder for everyone. Like when you see things on Instagram, it's obvious people talk about it, but it's not, that isn't real life and giving a real, the fact that you always show the realness. Especially like with parenting, right? Because I remember before I became a parent, I had seen some moms on Instagram and I was like, wow, they really do it all. This is crazy. Like, how do they do it? They're, they have a business. They're doing this. They're cooking their breakfast. They're blah, blah, blah. Then I realized, oh, they have a nanny. They have a this. They have a that. They're just not showing it. And it made me realize like how I felt inside when I saw that. And I was like, wow, how do they do it? And I, before I even had kids, it made me feel weird. Like, am I going to be able to do all that? Like, is that possible? And it didn't make me feel great, to be honest. (laughs) And I know that wasn't their intention. But at the same time, I was like, I don't want to make moms feel that way. That's the last thing I want to do. I want to help empower moms. And so I hope I never make moms feel that way through my Instagram. I want to share the fact that we have a nanny and we love her. And I am so grateful for her because she helps me be a better parent. Um, And I'm, I'm grateful that we're able to have one we wouldn't be able to live the pace of life that we do without her. Yeah. Um, yes, we have an assistant and she helps me keep my ish together and, <laughs> and Tyler's. And so I just want to be. Yeah. But I, that. I love that. Like you, I love that you're just so honest about that and open about it. It's not something, you know, you're not, you don't hide that. You actually celebrate it to say like, I am, I'm so lucky that I have these things. And why would I hide it? Because I don't want other moms to be thinking that I do this all on my own because that just wouldn't be possible. No. Yeah. I wouldn't. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope is the perfect answer. And I and I think with Meaningful Living, that's just where everything is at. It's that we, you don't need to be a Pinterest mom. You don't need to be able to create the cutest you know, sensory activity. Like You need to just get some markers and paper out for your kids. Or when you're doing recipes, they need to be 20 minutes, 30 minutes under. Like Everything needs to be simple because it's just not realistic to be able to do that day in and day out. So thanks for doing that. Okay, I'm going to ask you a couple relationship questions. Or I guess we're asking Ooh, each other. Okay. <laughs> Every couple seems to have the same fight about the same one or two things. What's one recurring fight you and Tyler have? Oh, this is so hard. I'm so bad at this. Hold on one second. Tyler, come here one second. Stop <laughs> <laughs> the camera. <laughs> if you were to say, do we have like one recurring fight that we always fight about? What would it be? <laughs> he doesn't know either. Okay, this I'll is, answer this then. Is bad. This is bad, but I, we don't really fight that much. This is great, actually. It's a great problem to have, but we don't fight that often. I do think part of it is because we consistently do therapy. We have a life coach that we talk to separately. Did you hear that? Kind of. What do you say? Okay. <laughs> he gets annoyed if I want to talk about something right before bed. Oh, yeah. 
If I'm like, hey, can we just talk about something? And he's like about to fall asleep. That's usually when I'm like, no, I have to talk about it now. And he's like, no, that can that can wait till tomorrow. I'm asleep. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Because it's like, you want to get it off your chest. And he's yeah. just like, I'm in no mood right now. I'm ready to sleep. Yeah. I'm like, I can't sleep if we don't do this. And he's tired and he doesn't want to do it. That's a good one. I would say that's that's it. But I feel like we nip it in the bud. Ever, whatever good. it is we have to talk about. We're like, let's just talk about this. But it's all Rention. about timing when we bring it up, which is my problem. <laughs> I'm not good with timing either. I'm really uh, not. It's, it's like hard. it pops into my head and it's just like, okay, I just don't want this to linger. So I got to just get it off. Yeah. Yeah. What's yours? What do you think um, is the thing that you guys fight consistently about? Similar to you and Tyler, there aren't a lot of fights because of that, but for sure me interrupting. I interrupt Josh all the time because I feel like I know him so well. So I know what the next sentence is going to be. And I just want to like cut to the chase and get through it. And then it makes him feel like he's not, you know, able to like get his full thought out and be fully heard. And so it's definitely me interrupting. No question. That's so true. I wish Tyler just heard that. because Literally right before we started this podcast, he was writing out his away message because we're going to go to onsite. And he was doing his computer away message with Anna. And he's like, hey, just say, um, I'm going to be off the grid. And I just started chiming in and interrupted him. And he's like, can you just let me finish? And oh, when I'm late, I'm always late. Now he's thinking of all. (laughs) (laughs) It's the perfect time to go to onsite. It's like, I know we need onsite right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. Okay. So I'm going to ask you next, mm-hmm. are you a morning person or a night person? I feel like as a parent, I'm a both person. I like, I've had to be a morning person and be a night person. I would say naturally, I'm more productive in the morning, but sometimes now I just get my alone time at night. So I just, I'm just lacking on sleep. A hundred percent ditto. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. <laughs> this I have is- to like stay up late after Tyler goes to bed to just get a few things done or check emails because otherwise it just doesn't happen. But I do love the morning time. That's like the quiet time in the house. And yeah, we really have our time to just recharge. Yeah. I think I can be creative in the morning and night is just like me time. It's the time I can binge watch a show and just have just quiet. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you wrote an autobiography, what would the title be? It would be work in progress. I feel like I'm just a work in progress every day. I'm learning so much about myself, others, relationships. So yeah. I love what that. about you? What would the name of your autobiography be? I would be, you've got, it's the easiest. You've got this. I've been saying that forever. I think it's my favorite thing to help other people feel like you've got this. Things can be so simple. And I just like to be everyone's cheerleader. So 100% resilience, you've got this. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is so you. <laughs> right? That's, that's gotten you through a lot. A lot. Right. And, and you get other people through a lot. Yeah. I, that's definitely, that would be easy. Okay. Jess, what's something people don't know about you and would be surprised to know? Oh, gosh. Um, that I, a couple, I'm just a weirdo, just a couple here, that I fully don't know how to brush my teeth. Like when I brush my teeth, I get the toothpaste all over my mouth. I don't understand. I don't know if it's that my parents didn't teach me how to brush my teeth, but I just, I look ridiculous every single time I brush my teeth and I can't brush my teeth after I get my makeup done or I do my makeup because then I just ruin everything. So I don't know how to brush my teeth. 
That's hilarious. And I have the loudest stomp and the loudest swallow. So like for really? Pe- yes. Swallow? <laughs> so, so do you get irritated when other people, when you hear noises of other people eating? No, I don't even notice it, but people notice it about me. I think I annoy a lot of people. I do have a loud swallow. It's, but it's not when I'm eating. It's just when I'm drinking. I don't, I don't quite understand it. A big and, gulp. Yeah, big gulp. And my family likes to say that I'm small but mighty, just like my footstep. I don't know what it is. It's just not gracious whatsoever. It's just like a loud footstep. I wouldn't want you living above me. <laughs> no. <laughs> what about That's you? Funny. You know, actually, I think I'm a loud chewer. Okay. Let's see what's something people don't know about me, but we would be surprised. I'm a prankster, but I'm only a prankster with my husband. I don't think I really prank anyone else but him. I just get the biggest kick out of it, whether it's scaring him after he gets out of the shower or like, or I put um, recent, or I guess it was like a year ago, I put peanut butter in a diaper and I went in to change Olivia's diaper. So it must've been two years ago. Wow. And I went in and I was like, oh my gosh, oh no. And I took the whole diaper and just smeared it on Tyler. And he literally looked at me and he was like, why, why did you do that? <laughs> he thought I literally smeared poop on him. It's amazing. Uh, so I'm a prankster. And I also used to be on the cross-country ski team and the snowboard team growing up. Really? Mm-hmm. See all these things I'm learning about you. I didn't know that. Really? Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Just back to my, my mountain girl. Yeah. Roots. Okay. I like the pranks. I'm going to have to pull a prank on you now. I'm not, I'm actually like the least creative prankster. So it would not be good, but I would laugh at them. <laughs> pranks make me laugh very hard. Okay, good. Prank you. I feel like I wish we could do this podcast every week. I love this. I feel like I learned about you and everyone can get to know us better. You know, yeah. there's nothing more than I want our listeners to really know who we are. So I loved this episode. Me too. And I guess I'm not really good at the rapid fire questions. I'm more of like a, let's talk about a question. We're not fully rapid fire, but like, no, yes, we'll work on I, that. We'll work on it. Well, thanks. I loved this so much. Let's do this again soon. Let's do it. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you found something meaningful from this episode. Please follow the show, rate, and don't hesitate to write a little review. We also have a voicemail box. You can call to ask us any questions, tell us the topics you'd like covered, or just share where you're struggling and how you could use some extra support. Call 833-444-FULL or 833-444-3855. We want to hear from you. And tune in every Monday for a new episode of Meaningful Living. And if you're looking for more ways to live a meaningful life, follow us on Instagram at Meaningful Living and visit our website, MeaningfulLiving.com. And don't forget with two L's. Can't wait to see you next week.